Toy Power Podcast is a free podcast made possible by the support of our awesome Patreon sponsors. Head to toypowerpodcast.com and see how you can help. Power Podcast, um, your one and only toy and pop culture podcast. Thank you for joining us. I'm Darren, and I wanted to thank everyone for their kind wishes when I missed uh, the last recording session, including, unfortunately, episode 200. Um, I was really humbled by how many people reached out to me, and I'm glad to be back and feeling well to go. I am joined by some very excellent people, largely because I wouldn't let them get out of this. So I'm joined by Ben. G'day, g'day. Trent. Ahoy, hoy. Frank? You what, mate? You're right, are you? <laughs> and a very Sorry. special guest, um, Mr. Davey Damage himself. Davey. Thank you so much for having me. I must let you know, Darren, however, this is punishment. Every time you miss an episode, as punishment, you're going to have to put up with me the next time you show up. <laughs> no one's going to ever want me back on this podcast. Um, well, they're going to no. miss every second recording session, so they get you. The Thanks, following. guys. It's an absolute pleasure for you. Every time. Giggity. Every time. <laughs> we have, have some great news to get through uh, today, and we're really looking forward to do that. We're going to touch on some exciting news in the world of toy and pop culture, and, and also some reflections that we heard back from our loyal listeners regarding episode 200. Three, two, one. Cue music. So what have you got for me? Alright, let's jump straight into my beloved Marvel Legends. They had uh, another live stream, Hasbro live stream, their last one for 2020, and revealed a whole bunch of stuff, some of which had been rumored about, some of which honestly is just pretty damn lazy. Uh, I'm going to start with the obvious one. Um, they did another movie Deadpool. Now, I actually own the first movie Deadpool figure, and he's great. This one is basically the same thing, but for you remember for the scene from Deadpool 2, where he essentially almost catches on fire or goes dusty. Um, it's kind of a nod to the X-Force uh, uniform, where it's grey and black as opposed to red and black. Essentially, they've taken that same toy and just dialed down the colour on the red. The let's, let's call yeah. it for what it is, though. That scene was one of those famous trailer scenes. It was only put in the movie, so everyone went... <gasps> He's wearing the X Force. Of course, exactly. Yeah. That, that's what I was. And for. it's a very Deadpool way to wear the yeah, suit. In that it's yeah. not a new suit. It's yeah. just Ash. Yeah. So that one was uh, pretty but much lowest on the list for isn't me. Isn't that even? I mean, if you go to the movie, he's been pieced together at this point. There's duct tape on the suit. Yeah, you're right. It's, actually, it's really a grey. I mean, is it? I don't know. This kind of darkened red doesn't seem like the right color to me. It's it's not even yeah. I, and didn't didn't it wasn't his back still red because it, it was yeah. like a puff on the front. It, it mm. looks more like a mispaint. It than, does. Uh, than yeah. a variant. So fact, uh, it's a factory error that they went. Oh, I reckon these suckers so, will oh, buy this. We like, put way <laughs> too much grey wash in the red. Yeah, like, that's all it looks like. <laughs> Speaking of grey wash, there is also a uh, very much a darkened version of the Silver Surfer. I believe this is at least this is comic accurate. The Silver Surfer, the Fallen. I believe where he's almost um, considered black, I guess, in terms of his color scheme. 
gets around with Thor's hammer for some reason. I don't know. I haven't read the book. Um, he looks pretty cool, at least with that uh, deco on him. But um, good luck finding him because I believe that's a Walgreens exclusive. But the big reveals that has everybody talking is they revealed their wave of um, House of X. House of X. Thank yeah. you very much. Uh, with their builder figure of. Uh, the Tri Sentinel. So this yeah. is this is interesting. We've we've given and me in particular have given McFarlane a fair bit of grief for doing really modern waves and modern figures, uh, and here's Marvel doing the same thing. I don't recognise a lot of this because it's from a run that's basically still active now at the moment. So it's versions of Professor X you probably wouldn't recognise. You get Cyclops, you get Wolverine, Moria McTaggart. I guess that's kind of cool because it's the first figure she's ever received, but pretty boring human female to be completely that, honest that silver surfer just looks like a logie like honestly <laughs> yeah someone yeah, articulated gra- logie someone, someone grey washed it and gave it Thor's hammer <laughs> um, so yeah so uh, for those who love that run this will be a, a pretty cool wave to pick up but the one that has everybody talking is they are finally doing for the first time since the Toy Biz era mm. they're doing a brand new Modoc in very much the deluxe size he's one of the few that doesn't actually have a window package Basically, just because of the, he's such a, a big, is it? dense figure, yep. I guess, and the way they've had to box him up. Um, but yeah, he's considered a deluxe, so he'll be in that sort of probably, oh, I reckon, eighty dollar range by the time he gets here. But he looks pretty, pretty good. I do like. I mean, you, you said the more is it the Moyer McTaggart is yep. a sort of fairly civilian looking character. Interesting though, she does have the two heads, mm-hmm. and she's wearing a lab coat. And you can actually swap out the arms and then take off the coat. So you can give her a very civvy look. A casual look. Yeah. Very casual look. And Marvel or Hasbro was selling this figure as a bit of a, you know, build up your civilians. Because superhero lines, obviously the focus is always on the superhero yeah. type characters. And for people that want that civilian looking character in their collection for whatever reason, this is a good way to get that in there. Does yep. it look like Rose Byrne? Does a bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Now that Mordok character, is that how you Modoc. say it? Modok, right. Worst character in any comic ever, visually, on my opinion. Yeah. Come and fight me, X Men fans. However, <laughs> do you think uh, who who designed that? Is it Jack Kirby or uh, we believe it's Kirby, well, yeah. I think whoever designed it maybe had started dating a really hot single mum <laughs> and her son drew a character and gave it to Kevin and said, can you put this in one? And yeah. the wife's like waiting for a response. Sure. And he's like, okay. Because <laughs> he's out of scale and he looks like crap. Um, he looks like a dim sim that has the Masters of the Universe <laughs> legs and arms put on him. And it's the crappest character. And then so, he takes his arms and legs. Well, it might. Yeah, yeah. In terms of like things that sound a bit, uh, sound and look a bit average, you know the name, his name is actually an acronym, right? No. Do you know what it actually stands for? I just said no. <laughs> Modoc module only designed. Oh, it's not even that, is it? Module something designed of killing. Like it's one of those really nineties. Uh, no. You want to try that again? No, I don't <laughs> even know. You're gonna keep schooling me, Frank. <laughs> he is a dim sim. Dim sim, it is from the That's, planet Dim Simia. That is one expensive dim sim. Let me tell you, <laughs> his weapon is the simian. Um, they also had a couple of other teasers at the end of this live stream, as they like to do. The cannonball yeah. figure that was released uh, about a year ago now uh, famously came with like a blasting effect. So basically, yeah, you got half a figure. You got a torso, yeah, you and the torso. blast effect. Yep. And so they're like, where are the legs? They're gonna, you're gonna get them now. Whether that's uh, a brand new figure altogether, or you literally pay for another half a figure that I'm sure you pay retail for, that's gonna be interesting. 
They did say there is a completely new sculpted figure that comes with a tail. Uh, the big rumor there is sort of Fing Fang Foom. It's about mm-hmm. time they sort of revisited yep, him. Yep. Uh, and you're also getting a very comic accurate classic Ultron, which is you know yeah, Ultron again, as we know him now is very complicated and got the Kirby crackle yeah, yeah, comes with that. You yeah. can put it in his mouth or his hands. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, so How good would it be if Fing Fam Foom got in the MCU? Because oh, that yeah. dragon design would be so cool. Yeah. Be well, you think it's only a matter of time, really, yeah. with yeah. what they need to fill out their roster. Well, if Dim Sim shows up before him, <laughs> I'm not going to be happy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it looks very very exciting. Now, the other thing that was released that we are touching on was the release of everyone's favourite cake topper level fragile figure makers that were <laughs> McFarlane toys. Uh, I'm speaking from all my Terminator 2 McFarlane toys that have all broken mm. over the littlest things. Like one of them I looked at too hard and the T-1000 just broke. So <laughs> that's what I think. But they have released uh, a line of Mortal Kombat figures, particularly uh, edged around Mortal Kombat 11, or uh, the complete edition that's now out. And um, in the reveal was Noob Cyber that looks amazing. Mm-hmm. Like, honestly, one of the coolest characters. Um, my kids still... I'm so proud of my kids because of how often they love to point out that it's Tobias Boone backwards. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's so, knowledge. I'm like, yep. I like yeah. it. <laughs> um, Cabal looked amazing because he did in the game as well, both yep. in his burn suit and without. Um Funny side note, I was only recently watching a thing with um, Ed Boone, and he was talking about how he was so obsessed with the Flash. That's how. Cabal, oh, that's, that's how, his superpower with that, that running how, thing. Yeah, so that's how that okay. was designed. Cool. Um, we also got a variant of Shao Kahn um, in a platinum format, and a variant a variant of Liu Kang fighting in fighting Abbott format, and it's nothing special. Like well, is there in, a bit of a jet, or is a bit of a um, Bruce, Bruce Lee-inspired sort of pants? Yeah. Well, the, And the, Kylo Ren-inspired shirtless look? Yeah, I don't know. His, What's happening with I the... I feel like his torso is too, too big, and his head... I feel like they've gone, the head, like the hair is... I feel to... like, no, because it's McFarlane, they've gone and gone, hey, remember when we made those Motley Crue figures? Can you, just, <laughs> can you get us the Mick Mars and we'll we'll just work on that? Because it, it looks more like Mick Mars from Motley Crue than it does Luke Kang <laughs> in any of his iterations. Yeah. I believe those, uh, the different formats are sort of named after, because the, they're some of like the player two or alternate colours from yeah. the game. So they're fighting Abbott and the Platinum and stuff. So... Basically, they, McFarlane have got themselves a license to do as many repaints as there are in the game, which is uh, quite expensive. 22 points of articulation. Mm-hmm. Hold on. All right. Roxy and Pizzazz from the uh, Misfits. And, of course, we're talking about Gem here from Integrity Toys. So we've got Roxy and Pizzazz based on their music video, I Am A Giant, from the classic cartoon series. The fully articulated dolls stand about 12 and a half inches tall and they will include in interchangeable hands, fabric outfits and guitars and guitar stands. So shout out to Truly, Truly, Truly Outrageous for these figures. Uh, the Roxy and Pizzazz gift set is limited to just 600 pieces. Hopefully it's not in that silly, you know, uh, what was it? The uh, lottery system? The lotto, system. yeah, the yeah. lottery system lottery that Integrity system. had for a while, yeah. yeah. Fingers crossed it's not like that. Uh, it's priced at $290 with a release schedule uh, next year between February and April. So good luck grabbing them, but they look pretty amazing. Like, yeah. Uh, yeah. They are good. They're high end. Yes. And the rooted hair uh, looks fantastic. All the clothing is really nice. Yeah. So, and even that guitar. 
Look at that. Yeah, pretty cool. So very, very, very fancy. For sure. Alrighty, moving on to Medicom, and they're doing some boys figures from the hit Amazon Prime show uh, that we love. And Homelander is the first one revealed in Medicom style. Also getting a couple of Marvel figures. We're getting, uh, is it Bro Thor, pretty much? Yep. Bro Thor and Doctor Strange from Endgame. No word on price or ETA, but it's our first look at uh, Homelander in the Medicom style. We obviously know that NECA have the license as well. Um, I don't know about you guys, but we know Hasbro's level of kind of face print. I think Medicom look to be doing something similar. And I've got a few of the Medicom figures that have done that sort of printed face thing. And I've got, a, I think, a Harley Quinn that looks stunning mm. in person. Like, it looks like a mini Margot yeah. Robbie. Yeah. It's just incredible for the scale. These on the photos that just look a little bit like they're printed on, does it always Bro, look like it's gone through a... Bro Thor looks more like Keanu Reeves in that He does, doesn't he? Does, yep. like Hemsworth. And... I'd like, like to hope these are early prototypes yeah. and not yeah. the final. They don't look great. Yeah, they don't, yeah. No, they don't look they good. They look like, very 3D printed. They do. They Homelander look very printed. Homelander looks like he's got a sinus headache. He yeah. does. Like his eyes are all <laughs> yeah, red. Just... And his lip, like, what, what's this puffing around his lips? Oh, or you something? know, actually, that, I, that... I will say that yeah, is a good thing. Eight. That's him having a strop. Like, that's honestly, <laughs> when he's... <laughs> When he realizes there's no milk left to drink. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. That's, that's the face. He like, does make that face. I was thinking it was more like when Doppelganger. Oh. <laughs> what a magnificent show that one. <laughs> that's fantastic. Yeah, but look, Medicom, obviously, high end, really quality figures, but yeah, hopefully they can address the face and we do get the quality we're used to. So, New Day, New McFarlane, and I'll take Davey's warnings regarding McFarlane on board, but there is something that looks very, very cool coming from them on their Instagram page, McFarlane Toys posted, we've been seeing the comments and we're here to deliver Batman as seen in Batman Beyond, ETA of Spring 2021, and I just think this figure looks sensational. The world needs more Batman toys. <laughs> it does. Well, they do. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Batman Beyond doesn't get a lot, a lot of, of love. Representation and it is a cool... It's a cool version. Obviously, it's from the animated series, but it's done in a more... Almost like if he was in a movie. He's yeah. got, like, yeah. the details, like you might see him in a movie. Um, my question... It, it, it alludes to it in the comments there that you said, Darren. And McFarlane posted, we've been seeing the comments and we're here to deliver. Is that comments from people saying we want it we want Batman begins or is that comments from people saying can you give us some yep. classic yep. stuff yeah. correct yeah. i think it's that enough with when we spoke to it previously i think that people are going enough with the dark metals give us something we recognize yeah sure um i mean it's still batman i guess if you want to go down that path but i think it's yeah they've been probably would have been getting a lot of heat saying yep this new stuff is cool but you have the master dc license yeah. you've got all this other stuff you can pull from do that, please. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to see some old school Batman movie figures in that scale. I've wanted that for years, and I sort of feel that you know this year it's been a bit treading water because we haven't seen even the slightest hint that they have any intention to do that. So hopefully, do you think we'll McFarlane were like, do you guys want another Spawn? <laughs> <laughs> any, anyone want another Spawn? <laughs> no, nah, we're, we're right for now. Thanks, thanks, mate. Yes. <laughs> All right, moving on. We've got the new Predator toys from Lennard, and I did not see this coming. So Lennard did 
produce a very awesome line of Aliens figures uh, not too long ago, but they were sort of in the 3.75 uh, scale, and they did a big-ass uh, Alien Queen and obviously representing Aliens and Amorphs from each movie and things. And that was, you know, at the sort of cheaper level, but they had fantastic articulation, very minimal paint applications and things. And they've they've stepped up a notch. They, yep, they've got, they sure have. They've done three very cool seven-inch scaled Predator figures. Uh, they have been revealed recently by, of course, Lennard Toys, boasting 25 points of articulation. So this is kind of unheard of from Lennard Toys. Uh, they have revealed the Berserker Predator, City Hunter, and Jungle Predator. And there's also a large electronic 12-inch deluxe Predator as well with a removable mask. So, And I have to um, shout out, these Predators don't just come in, you know, your regular cheap packaging. Yeah. They're sort of a blister card, proper Bo- box, box window, with yeah. accessories or with their, you know, the disc-throwing um, weapon, the staff, the shoulder cannons and things. Quite movie accurate throughout the well, history that, of all the films. I was going to say, that's probably one of the most exciting things for me is they're covering three of the films just in mm. those three yep. figures. That's right. There. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, I, I'm I'm very excited to watch this space. I'm um, very realistic that we won't see them in Australia, yeah. but uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, this is a sign of things to come. Hopefully, you know, Lennard produces more toys, and I'm really keen to see the price point of these mm. as well. If that's it's around yeah. that. You know, twenty dollar US or whatever um, comes, you know, here equivalent to thirty dollars, you know, Australian or something. That's going to undercut Necker. That's what I was going to ask. But is this not not stepping on Necker's toes? Because this is their bread and butter, right? It's a different product, I think. Different product, but also, you know, you you look at it like comics, right? Okay, I like Batman. I'm going to start collecting Batman comics, and then you walk in the comic store. Oh my God, I've got. I'm I'm already a million comics behind mm. on the Batman line, right? I You're not going to jump in, I can't, I'm not going to jump, jump in. in at I don't know where 1, to start. You know? yeah. And the same, I feel the same with Predator. Like, NECA's been doing Predator for so damn long now. They've got over, like, 200 fig or 100 figures with the, uh, you know, the... Um, yeah, special 100. Yeah, the yeah. special 100. So where's figure. your entry point? So where's your entry point? So that's right. Unless you're cherry-picking things. And how do you go back and get some of those early, early, early figures? So, Lennard's picked it up, and, um, you know, if they're cheap, I'm sure, and they're more routine in, in yeah. the toy a lot, mm. rather than that collector's But item. Yeah, and that's the way I view these, yeah. is NECA is a high, well, when I say high quality, yeah. high quality sculpt, yes. and really nice paint apps, film accurate, you know, beautiful designs. These are toys that can sit in your Kmart's and your Targets, Honestly. and they might be that. That could be a twenty dollar yes. figure. Bernard yeah. need to stick with famously what they did so well in the battle against GI Joe yep. by being the more affordable figure, yep. being everywhere. Because think about it, when we were kids and yeah. we liked GI Joes, especially Frank, mm. when we were kids <laughs> wanting GI Joes, how often would the parent go, "Well, I'm not." Spending $12, $11 on a G.I. Joe for you. Yep. I'll get you the $4 corpse. Yep. I'll get you the 10-pack of corpse for like 15 bucks. <laughs> That's why if they so were, and and I don't know if you guys paid attention, but the more modern corpse of the last 10 years or so that were highly articulated, really great paint apps, around $12 each with great, uh, you know, and they had all the, the big like Hercules yep. ship and all that. If they could get into that market with some licensed material, man, that would be yeah. so good because a lot of us dads... The sad dads, as we're known, that want to buy something that we love for our kids, rather than having to go to the likes of like Zing or something and spend forty dollars, 
Hugo Kid, you know, he's Han, Han yeah. Solo and Kryptonite. <laughs> 12 bucks, here's a Predator. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing. Exactly. Just on that flip side, you know, um, I hope my two daughters aren't listening to this podcast. But uh, I'm uh, I'm getting the the Mandalorian pack, like and it's got yes. the Mandalorian, Stormtrooper, um, Cara Dune, IG Eight, and they're in that sort of um, hero squad. Yep, on, yep. Uh, kind of, of a bit like more half, stylized. Half hero yeah, turtle yeah, size. Yeah, so that sort of three three inch scale that cost me thirty dollars or thirty five dollars. I can't remember. Captain Wow um, put me onto that. So yeah, I went and picked that up from Big W. It comes with little weapons. Comes mm. with jetpacks. Removal comes with Baby Yoda, of course. That's, that's the draw card. Yeah, yeah that's the draw good. card. Comes with a capsule and everything. Like, I I can just envision them going absolutely nuts. And on the flip side, I can go to Zing and buy one top figure <laughs> yeah. for that. Yeah, plus, I know. That's know. right. So it puts getting, it in perspective. You've got a, a full place. A set. five pack yep. of figures. Yep. That you know, and and we need more of that. Yeah, exactly. You know, for the for the up and coming generation. And shout out to everyone that spent three hundred dollars on the Razor Crest. <laughs> <laughs> was it that cheap? <laughs> American. Oh, right, American, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's gone. It's yeah, blown the up. The timing of that was just... <laughs> it's brutal. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Staying with Star Wars now, Nerf and Hasbro have partnered up for a very, very cool upcoming release. It is the Mandalorian Amband Phase Pulse Blaster. And funnily enough, when George Lucas visited the set early on in the filming of The Mandalorian, John Favreau very excitedly pointed out uh, this blaster that the Mandalorian was carrying around and goes, eh, you recognise that? And George Lucas just shook his head and said, nah, I've got no idea where it comes from. And he's like, you know, the, the holiday special that Boba Fett had in that? And he's just like, no, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> so like, doesn't I, I don't care. I don't care. I love that. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry. I've got some loose wads of million dollars in my ear. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> uh, this is going to retail at about $120 US and available for 2021. It's the perfect gift or item for any cosplayer, and even kids too, if you want to recreate any scenes from The Mandalorian. And it looks like you can pretty much gouge someone's eye out with one of the prongs <laughs> on the end of it. Um, captures the that sort of rifle slash blaster pretty pretty perfectly for a nerf gun uh 1.27 meters long or 50 inches and comes fully assembled in premium packaging so good luck getting that one home and sneaking that into the house past the wife (laughs) um it makes the series accurate blaster sounds and has an electronic scope with an illuminated lens um, includes blaster, ten official Nerf foam darts. So, any anyone on the oh, the not, radar for that? Not not for 120 Jeez. USD. <laughs> yeah, like, it's yeah. pretty I, fancy. Isn't I it? love Very it. Cool, I think it's but, awesome, but not yeah. for that price. Yeah, it's that sort of adult market only. Yeah, I can't imagine Hardcore. too many. Like, I'll go into the Nerf aisle. I think we're getting the youngest uh, a Nerf gun for Christmas. Um, but you can go in there and get, you know, the biggest Nerf gun there for about 70, 80 bucks. I think bucks. I was going to say the Judge is around about, like, 90 bucks, yeah, which like, is that big, ridiculous, like, cone-shaped one. Yep. So, and you can pick up a pretty decent one for 30 bucks. Yeah. So, yeah. It, it is a lot. And obviously, Nerf are paying a lot to yes. Luke, Lucasfilm or to Disney for the license. Mm. And if um, you want it to be screen accurate, you have to blow it to smithereens. <laughs> you do. It <laughs> pretty much is just vapor right now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Alright, moving on to some new Transformers reveals. These only just coming down the other day. We are talking the Transformers R.E.D., Transformers Red line. This is their Transformers meets Marvel Legends kind of line, really. 
Um, so these do not transform, but they come with all your alternate hands and accessories. We got to see our first look at G1 Starscream and G1 Bumblebee, looking pretty much as you remember them from the animation. Starscream with sort of gesturing hands going, oh, how good am I? Uh, Bumblebee with his little blaster and the horned heads. Uh, what do people think of these? Uh, they fit in so with the other ones. With with Starscream, it's the coronation one. So he comes. Oh, with you do the get cape, the coronation. Comes with those extra yeah, shoulder pads. Cool. Oh, nice. Uh, he comes with blast effects, which I just think are amazing. Yep. Uh, he is like an ultimate version of Starscream, yep. and uh, I think he is amazing. Bumblebee is a bit plain. Like mm. a Bumblebee is perfect for looking like Bumblebee, but after I saw how much extra Effort. Starscream got. I'm like, oh, Bumblebee, just, you know, poor Bumblebee. <laughs> he, he almost uh, needs, like, you know, remember the Action Masters line? Mm. Came and, with a skateboard or something. Yeah, he came yeah. with, like, a, a helicopter. Yeah. He, yeah. he almost, for the scale, you get all this stuff with Starscream. I don't know if he's going to be a deluxe figure. But he does does sort of skimp out. He's just got his little blaster. One thing I, I noticed, odd, I don't know if this is odd or screen accurate. I don't know, Frank, if you can tell me. Mm. But, like, his forearm has this sort of black rectangle in it which I think just aesthetically looks really strange it kind of looks like if it was a transforming toy that's sure. his it'd fist, have a it function would, yeah like, it would make sense so maybe they're just trying to replicate that look the other thing I found really odd about it is his chest piece is sort of like the, the top of the car with mm-hmm. the the windshield and the, the rear window and the side windows yep. and it looks like it's off kilter in the photo and there's like a bit of black it looks like you can rotate it. I think the weirdest thing is that they're calling it a transformer where clearly it's a form. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they just need to cut the logo down. That's they're, right. They're sorted. Less packaging, yeah. But I don't know why... they able to transform. Why, yeah, I don't know why you'd want to rotate that piece. No. It just seems... that Those bits just stood out to me, but... The gun's a nice touch. It is, yeah. It, it's a nice line, I think. I hope we see it here in Australia. I'm yeah, not convinced I, we will. You've jumped on it, haven't I, you, ben? I've yeah. jumped on these. I've really wanted a... Starscream per- looks sick. <laughs> I really wanted a um, perfect representation of Optimus and Megatron. Yep. And, of yep. course, Soundwave's my guy, so that's the first wave. Uh, so I jumped on that and ordered them from America. So they're coming. Uh, so they're costing cheap. you... Yeah, so they're costing yeah. you a bit to get yeah. over here. Yep. This is my question to you now. Now that you've seen Wave 2, that's yeah. you're happy with Wave 1? I'm happy with Wave 1. Yep. Uh, wave two, easy pass because that's all Beast Wars and things. Yep. Mm. This is sort of wave three, wave so three, this sorry, is yeah. back to yep. Gen G one. So Starscream's never been my my guy, mm. and uh, Bumblebee, um, he's a bit plain, like considering when what you look at. But if they do Skywarp, well, Skywarp was uh, you know to, yeah. I'm I'm pretty keen, mm. and Shockwave, and you know, I just, okay, so there's I might some, cherry there's picking, pick, yeah, you know, yeah gotcha. maybe, but I'm not. I'm definitely not gonna. I, I want to wait until I've got these three that I've ordered for the from the first wave. See them in hand. Yeah, just make sure they're okay and they're everything I hope for. Yep, and, makes sense. Because I've heard very very mixed uh, opinions about oh, okay. them. So yeah, we'll see what happens. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. All right, we are moving on. Is this where we get to sort of bask? In some sort of glory or self <laughs> self adulation, and Lim- thankfully limber, got, up, limber yeah. up those elbows, boys. Yeah. It's time to pat yourselves on the back. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm glad we've got Davy really, here to keep us in line. Frank, Frank, really, this was his brainchild. Him and the excellent guests that he recruited. Now we're going to ask all the listeners right now to suspend disbelief and ignore the fact that all these testimonials are in the voices of the members of Toy Power Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we heard from. Stephen from 
Sydney. <laughs> he collects Ninja Turtles. Here's what he had to say. You're the best. <laughs> I love you all. I'm glad I give you a billion dollars on Patreon every day. All right, in, saying that, in, in, in saying that, thanks, Stephen. Um, <laughs> what, what did you honestly think? From, from an outside point of view and not knowing, we tried to keep that very quiet and hush-hush in our inner circle. What did you, from the outside listener, well, think about Well, honest truth, the suspense had me build up that, like, you guys got your own TV show. <laughs> and I was insanely jealous. So I went in with my fists gripped tightly, <laughs> my teeth grit. I was ready to, like, just hate you guys, but also, like, jump straight on them coattails, like when you were on Toy Power. Pa- uh, pa- when you are on Lego Masters. <laughs> and I was like, all right, let's hear it. And then when it turned out to be Frank covering G.I. Joe, I was like, ah. Oh. So unthreatening. <laughs> I was just going to say, it must have been a big relief when you heard what That's it was. I smacked my kids and sent them to bed at four in the afternoon for nothing. <laughs> no, guys, great job. It's an amazing milestone and uh, not quite as strong, I guess, as the 100th episode, but, you know, sometimes sequels aren't as good, but no, good job, guys. <laughs> I think um, you know what I love most about you, Davey? You're always so humble. Oh, thank you. <laughs> that humility. I'm the humblest person that a lot of people know. Yeah, yeah, told yeah. Me. I would believe that. I think at, at one point, just to sort of back... I'm humble. How we, yep, I heard that. <laughs> yeah. The um, most humble of people. Speaking of me, um, yeah, sorry, back to you, Frank. <laughs> I love having you on. Um, <laughs> uh, I think Don't to backtrack we where we got to, how we got to this point, at one point we, we were tossing around ideas, what do we do for 200? And we sort of thought, what if we did like a, a total Elseworlds thing? Like literally you tuned in and it was four people who were alternate earth if you like versions of the four of us and and we sort of got to the point we're like that's gonna be a bit it's like if people knew who these guests were like leanne and gilly and, and these people they would get the joke but to anyone who was just sort of tuning in like a casual listener or this happened to be their first episode because they love gi joe it would be pretty pretty strange and then and, and how do you get that camaraderie correct you know from four people who haven't really had the 200 episodes behind them already to so. jail yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and in the end, it turned. You know, I said, "Oh, plan." I think at one point I was talking to someone. I said, "Oh, planning this thing is a bit of a nightmare," and they just went, "I've got an idea." Yeah. Like, and and that's how it sort of um, ended up being uh, the way it was. So, um, yeah. You also forget, um, given the context of listening to Toy Bar all the time. Aussie accents suck. <laughs> yeah. And you forget yeah. about that until you're up against international guests. And yeah. it's always like the Sam Worthington Academy of Acting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Us Aussies forget it. Because hey, Darren, sense. what's Batman doing this week? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. We are a sophisticated sounding bunch. But, no, great job, guys. A lot of uh, bogan in. Yeah, at least in me anyway. I'm so. surprised you didn't call it the Frank Power Podcast because. Uh, <laughs> It's a little bit heavy on one certain person. <laughs> Frank's bogus journey would have been another. It's great Frank's to hear a Lisa journey. episode done by Toy Power Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lisa. All right. Well, so that, that's that's put us back in our place a little. <laughs> yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, it has. It has. We yeah. can deal with could this now. Yeah. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's put it down to Davy's achievable level of. Uh, <laughs> oh, there it is. I'm humble. <laughs> 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 In my uh, humble opinion, yeah. we actually do have people that did reach out to us that actually really did enjoy 200, yeah. and uh, we have some excellent comments from some of them. Yeah, 
So, so, yeah, my, so we've got My Wife Is Gonna Kill Me podcast. They're trying their hardest to reach 200. They, well, they're, they're, going technically, they're technically should have hit 200 way before we did, yeah. mm. but they're fart-assing around. So uh, they're, they're going <laughs> sure back to... Love they, oh, that. They'll love it too. So <laughs> shout out to uh, Travis, Steve and Pete. They all congratulated us on reaching the big 200, actually officially hitting there and not, you know, bumming their way to it and uh, the road. Meanwhile, they seem to be on the uh, going backwards in numbers and somehow as they attempt to travel on the road to their 200th episode, you know, good Bum- luck for them. Bumming has more than one meaning. <laughs> <bet>. um, <laughs> uh, moving right along. It yeah. doesn't sound good and explains why your wife's going to kill them. <laughs> so, I, guess, yeah. I guess you're into it. You, you take your time. But, all, right. <laughs> all right, moving right along. Uh, Webster83 on Instagram uh, commented the best Care Bear vintage toy line retrospective <laughs> ever. So that was, uh, yeah, obviously at the start. Uh, Scotty the Toy Hunter. World's longest trip to the fridge from uh, Trent and I running off. Uh, you know, so he he also said I have made it all the way through in the split spirit of keeping it cryptic for just a little bit longer. What a great episode! I really think uh, it really embodies what toy collecting is about. As much as we joke about mine's better than yours, and the property is cooler than uh, and the, his property is cooler than that property. Toy collecting is really about having an open mind, letting your imagination run wild and appreciating the art that is disguised as something juvenile that's meant for children. The only reason, the only question I have for Frank is what gets booted from your shelf as this invasion takes over. Well, if you recall from a few episodes before that, I made point to mention that I had two empty shelves that even at the time we were recording that, it literally had G.I. Joe's on it at the time. Yeah. In fact, a good friend, uh, Scotty remember. Scotty M, uh, was coming around. Um, I had some toys for him. And then uh, it was about 10 minutes before he, he was due to rock up. I went, oh, shit, these bloody Joe's are still on the shelf. And I said, so I literally had to hide them. Uh, and he actually offered, I'm going to tell this story. He, We were just talking, having a drink. And he goes, oh, so these new G.I. Joe classifieds are pretty good. Like, I've got the first wave. What if what if I give them to you guys and you can, you know, review them and talk to them on the show? And I'm just like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah, sure, <laughs> do that. Like, <laughs> maybe maybe next year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> After we get through episode 200. Yeah. 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 And I have to pick you up as a uh, one of the turtle folk, as we are, from the Terrapin University that we both went to. Yes. You let a lot of jabs slide about turtles on he that did. episode. Yeah. It was pissing me off. <laughs> Yeah, Gilly had them all lined up. He was he was on fire. He was on. I would on. like right of reply next time you have him on. Oh, okay. I'd like to be there. <laughs> Got two choice words. <laughs> one of them's off. <laughs> I can guess what the other one yeah. might be. All, all right. right, Sooth seven 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 said very creative. Congrats on making it to two hundred episodes. That beer is well-deserved. We may have had a few while we were off <laughs> in the fridge. Love the retrospective, but the best bit was the pre- and post-dream chats. That's the core of what makes your show great. Always say a cool figure is a cool figure, regardless of having a nostalgic connection to a property. So enjoy your new figures, Frank, and let the imagination run wild. Mm, true. And good- our good friend Fresh from Geek Dudes loved the episode. Got, um, he said, got me itchy to spend money. Congratulations again, guys. You really are one of my favourite podcasts, which is just, just wonderful considering the fine product they put out. There's an asterisk by favourite, isn't there, as well? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Uh, our good friend Does10 uh, says he was halfway through and surprised when Joe Lanter 
One of the uh, Joe-centric cool. yeah. cons got a shout-out. He's worked at that con apparently for three years and didn't realise it was so widely known. I was lucky enough to meet Larry Harmer uh, as well, and he's one of the nicest people he's ever met. But maybe it's because he didn't want to talk G.I. Joes. That was a bit of a theme when, uh, you know, I think even uh, Gilly and Leanne said a, a similar thing. When you're at one of these cons that is all about the one topic and you bring up something else, like the band. I didn't know he was in a band, and he suddenly becomes a, a very happy chappy. Uh, Does 10 also posted a picture of two Bucky O'Hare VHS yep. tapes that were signed by Larry himself. Oh, very cool. I didn't didn't I didn't see those. Where was that on Instagram? Uh, on the Discord. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now you you got through the entire episode. You mentioned the O-ring issue and how easy they were to break. <laughs> Not once did you mention cracking know, nugget pouches. On, no. Shortly after we recorded, yep. I messaged these guys and went. Oh my god! I spent two and a half hours talking Joe's and didn't mention nugget pouches I once. I couldn't believe I'm So disappointed it. with myself. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Uh, so, Dross, uh, boys, I love 200. I wasn't a mad GI Joe fan as a kid, but loved the comics as a teenager and started hunting the videos down. If GI Joe been on the stands shops, I would have collected them. I love the GI Joe classifieds. They are my preferred six inch. I, uh, plus, uh, I hope they cross over into the Marvel Comics universe one day soon. So that should be interesting. Who's your preferred six-inch, Davey? <laughs> uh, say what you want, mate, but the Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat G.I. Joes uh, take up a huge part of my heart, mm -hmm. other than cholesterol. Uh, <laughs> and they were very cool. And Man, they were the first. best. E-Honda was fat ass, um, and that was just the coolest because... Uh, we were so used to... We bucked most, the trend, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We were so used to most of the sculpts, and even Blanca to a degree. Yep. His chest was so enormous. It was <laughs> yeah. just like, you could probably like blind bag them and you'd know which one was in Honda. <laughs> even Goro was awesome because he had the forearms. Yeah. And, and they were yeah. the very first Street Fighter and um, Mortal Kombat yeah. figures. Yep. So they they're historically very significant. Well, the Mortal Kombat ones are not easy to find. Like, Street Fighter pop up from time to time, I've noticed, but the Mortal Kombat ones, we don't see them a lot here. I love that they were released because it's shone such a spotlight on how uncreative the colour swap ninja clan were. Because <laughs> like, yeah. the Reptile yep. and Sub-Zero, and that was just really funny to have them both as figures and yep. be like, Huh. Oh, same. <laughs> Someone had a long lunch this day. <laughs> All right. Truly, truly, truly outrageous. Great work, guys. Good take on something different. And I learned a lot about Joe's in the process. Congrats on the big 200. Uh, also from our good friend Rob McCallum from Action Figure Adventure commented saying, wait a minute, I thought I was your favorite Canadian. Hot, I'll give you the hot tip, Rob. I say that about every Canadian we have on our show, so don't be offended. Uh, and then you I, say you'll give the hot tip to a lot of people. Uh, all six <laughs> inches, mate. Um, then I wow. <laughs> thought it was scared. More than I needed. More than I needed. Rob also says. Then again, I also thought redacted, keeping in uh, theme with it. Uh, I actually didn't. Uh, ben. Um, Part of when we did the redacted thing was we didn't want to spoil the surprise for anyone who couldn't get to listen straight away. Also, we thought about the artwork that we put out for that episode a bit. Um, if we'd had we had a, a GI Joe um, image done very much in the style of the Toy Power one, and I thought as soon as you post that, no matter what you title the episode, it kind of gives it away. Yeah. Um, so we sort of flicked that around, and Ben said to me, he "Goes, oh, can you send me the version that undoes all the redacted stuff in the text?" I was like. There is no version. <laughs> I, just, I just literally started writing and just went, ah, this is where you'd put, like, you know, this type of word, bank redacted. Just, yep. And I didn't, just, I just made it up. There is no. There is no unredacted version. version. And a peek behind the curtain of Toy Power Podcast, 
you guys are much nicer people than I am, and I sometimes take advantage of that. So when you announced 200, and none of you would tell me yeah, what yeah. it was about, I was like, I'm going to get this. So I started by inboxing Frank. I'm like, hey, man, how's things? What are you doing for 200? <laughs> Didn't tell me. Ben straight up said, I'm, we're not telling anyone. So then I asked Trent, and I'm like, Darren, there's no way he's going to be the loose lips. So I went back to Ben, and I was like, I'm going to try and find out if Scotty is on the episode because then I'm going to hit up Scotty. So I'm like, is it anything to do with Scotty? And he's like, what? And I was like, ah, you guys are dicks for not telling Didn't it make for a nice surprise though when you heard it? And, and a bit of a relief too that we didn't have a TV oh, show. Oh man, I was, I was a little bit excited about appearing on your show, but at the same time insanely oh, jealous. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, so thank you everyone who shared our post. There was it was probably the most shared episode we've ever had. Mm. So that goes um, you know a long way. And uh, thank you everyone who commented and things. And apologise if we didn't get to anyone that commented. But yeah, uh, special shout out to Scott Mahemet for sharing for being the most uh, yeah. you know prolific person to He's share our episode. Yeah, <laughs> uh, what an absolute legend. So. And I think we've just got one more message from um, one of our listeners. That, yeah, uh, so this was a BC talk. We sort of asked for, you know, people, if they were willing to, to record their sort of thoughts, and BC talk came to the party. So let's have a listen to that. G'day, everyone. I'm BC talk. I just got finished listening to episode 200, and I heard Frank's revelation. I was shocked, disturbed, and surprised. <laughs> Mostly how similar it is to my experience. I used to actively dislike G.I. Joe. I preferred ghosts, mutants, and weird skeleton dudes. As a young Aussie boy, real American heroes didn't really seem like it was for me. As I grew up, I dropped out of naval cadets, and I always looked at fresh ways to stick it to the man. As an adult, I worked for a non-profit, kind of the definition of a social justice warrior. What would a military toy line have for me? But things do change. I saw the second film through my job, and I was immediately drawn to Storm Shadow, Snake Eyes, and then Ninja Shenanigans. I found out more about the line, and I realised they weren't just American, they were an international force for good. I read the IDW Invasion crossover, which heavily featured the Joes, and I really liked it. But most of all, the classified figures caught my attention. The new designs and great articulation were just begging to be photographed. So now I'm here, having watched G.I. Joe apps on YouTube with my son. And I'm very excited for the Snake Eyes movie with a big stack of classified figures. Am I a G.I. Joe fan? I think that maybe I am. Oh, and I just learned from my favourite toy podcast that there's a Tasmanian G.I. Joe. So as a patriotic Tasmanian, I looked it up. Not only does the villainous Ripper hail from Tassie, but I also discovered Skymate is from Queenstown in Australia. However, according to Joepedia, it's unknown if that's the town in Tassie or South Australia. So Frank... There may very well be an S.A. Joe. <laughs> anyway, congrats on 200, boys. Cheers to many more. That's awesome. Thanks, BC Talk, for that. That's the Dreadnoughts, right? Correct. Yeah. Mainly, yeah. mainly yeah. Australian, Australian based. They get around on uh, choppers yeah. and motorbikes. Well, that's just yeah. like the rest of us. That's it. Yeah. Choppers yeah. and all... if, it's, if it's not a chopper, it's the nearest kangaroo yeah. that we yeah. can yeah. catch. Right. That all be yeah. voiced by Sam Worthington. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, he did mention that he dropped out of the Naval Corps, and I was just wondering, is that where you put Lennard toys in your belly? Oh! oh. <laughs> <laughs> Even that joke just shitted me off. <laughs> I'm giving the a one-star <laughs> <laughs> That was awesome. Uh, just wanted to say on episode 200 that even the guests who put so much work into it had a lot of fun listening to it. Uh, 
I know that in particular Gilly uh, was feeling the frustration of his busy schedule not being able to hear it. Um, but when he did listen to it, he told us not too long after, I'm listening to it again for a second time. Yeah. <laughs> so um, the response from everyone has been sensational and the work that everyone put into it has been above and beyond. Not enough, Darren, though. That that's, is the biggest issue. Yeah. I reckon it, I reckon that's why it's the most shared episode ever. <laughs> no, 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 no. We'll get the stamp out with the asterisks for the quiz episode, and while we got it out, we'll put it next to the 200 as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, but, yeah, no, seriously awesome, and can't thank everybody enough for the support they've given the show over the 200-plus episodes that we've been around, and glad to be back, everyone. And... Um, you know, really, really enjoying this round the table chat with everyone. Wanted to wish everyone a, um, you know, to stay well and stay healthy during this time and stay safe with, with COVID wherever they are in the world listening to us. And until next time, good journey. And yeah. thanks, Davey. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> You can find the Toy Power team at all the usual online places. Facebook.com slash Toy Power Podcast. At Toy Power Podcast on both Twitter and Instagram. Or have your say and email us. Toy Power Podcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the show on both iTunes and Stitcher. And please leave us a review. Otherwise, we just assume we're awesome. We are a proud member of the Giant Size Team Up Network. Check out all the awesome shows on this awesome network full of... Okay, people. Want to learn more? Go to giantsizeteamup.com where you can find us and a whole lot more awesome shows. Well, they're not more awesome than us, but. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh.